Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. And today, Woody, my trusted canine, is here with me. He hasn't been here the last couple of days, if you've been listening. So, Woody, how you doing? Wolf, Woody says he's doing well. And Woody, if he could talk, because he can't, because he's a dog, ladies and gentlemen, would tell you to get over on our website. Give over, Woody? Did Woody just say give over on our website? I think what he really meant is get over on our website. Anyway, go to our website. The PPLpodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. I am very heavy on TikTok. Yes, yes, yes. I do love me t- some TikTok. And on Twitter, you can interact with me on Twitter. But what re- Woody really wants you to do is go over and click on that YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can see all of my TikTok videos on my YouTube link. Therefore, you do not have to get on TikTok and be monitored by the Chinese. I make it simple for you. Anyway, night three of the Republican National Committee Convention happened last night. We will not have ratings for night three until later on in the day, but we do have ratings for night two of the Republican National Committee Convention. And yep, they're down. So the ratings, this is from TV Guide. The ratings continue, the ratings game continues for the Republican National Convention as the second night of programming once again came in under the Democratic National, the Democrat National Convention's second night ratings. The gap was, however, narrower than the opening night disparity of 2.9 million votes. So what was it? Well, On day two of the RNC convention, about 18 million people watched. On day two of the DNC convention, about 19.2 million people watched. So you've got a delta of about 1.2 million. So does it matter? Absolutely it matters. This is not good. Now, of course, we don't know what those online numbers look like. Now, I'm watching this on C-SPAN, so I'm one of those online viewers. So how many more are there? But the ratings do matter because the conventions are designed to get the message out and the messaging for the Republicans are getting fewer views than the messaging for the Democrats. Now I'm suspecting a lot of the people watch who watched the Democrat national committee were uh, Republicans, conservatives because they wanted to see what a clown show it was. And it was a clown. It was horrible. The production value for the RNC is so much better than the DNC's production value. So I watched it last night. I thought it was a great day for the Republicans. I thought the speeches were good. Presentations were good. The production was good. I mean, you had uh, some really powerful, impactful speakers. You know, the, 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 the Democrats rolled out rhinos, you know, John Kasich and Mitt Whitmer, Meg Whitmer or whomever, uh, 
to to denounce Trump, some Republicans to denounce Trump. Well, Trump, the Republicans did the same thing. They had Jack Brewer, who is a former NFL player, who is black. That only matters to the Democrats. Come out and say he's a lifelong Democrat, but he's supporting Trump. You had that throughout. Now, what is different between the DNC and the RNC is that the DNC used high-level people. They used uh, former Republican politicians, I guess they're still politicians because they're there, but they were like Kasich, who was a former governor. They used uh, former Republican candidates, but in the RNC, well, I won't say they're using regular people. They're using high profile people, but they're not politicians. They're, they're like, I mean, there are a few, but like um, Vernon Jones, who came out uh, he's a local politician in the Atlanta metropolitan area who came out for Trump. But for the most part, you've got they're high profile people, whether in entertainment or athletics, but you, they're not like former governors and such. So I, th- I think it's a little more powerful. I thought yesterday some of the speeches were fantastic, just fantastic. Um, Richard Grinnell, I thought, did an amazing job. He is the former acting director of National Intelligence, and uh, he, he's a Twitter beast, by the way. If you're not following Richard uh, Grinnell on Twitter, I highly recommend you follow Richard Grinnell on Twitter because he is a beast on Twitter. He takes no prisoners. Now, to know anything about Richard Grinnell, he, he's high level in the Trump administration, also happens to be gay. Not that that matters, but it does to the left, and they hate him for this. Absolutely hate him for this. Uh, so anyway, I'm not going to get into uh, the agenda or the speakers for the convention. There were some great speeches. Highly recommend you go to C-SPAN. It's all right there. It's easy to watch. You can watch each one by whichever one you want to watch. You just click on it. You don't have to go through the whole thing. But for me, the most powerful presentation last night was Mike Pence. I mean, I thought Mike Pence did a phenomenal job. Mike Pence looked presidential last night. I, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about who's going to run in 2024. They're, they're saying Nikki Haley, Don Jr. No, it's going to be Mike Pence. Mike Pence will be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. And if, and if, if, his performance last night is indicative of what's going to happen in the next four years. Mike Pence will be the president in 2024. I thought he gave a phenomenal speech. Again, he looked presidential. He sounded presidential. I mean, he, you know, Mike Pence was chosen because he's the, like the calm to Trump's storm. So think about what Mike Pence is experiencing. He is working side by side with President Trump. He gets to see it from the front lines, behind the scenes. So he gets to see how Trump maneuvers. He gets to learn how Trump does all this. Now in 2024, he gets to apply that to his own presidency with his calm. I think he's going to be an amazing president for us in 2024. So I'm already shouting it out. I'm already sounding it that Mike Pence for president 2024. I None of these other ones. I thought Mike Pence just did a phenomenal job. 
just phenomenal. So, um, all right, enough of the convention. I mean, maybe because the conventions are so close together, there's a little bit of uh, uh, convention fatigue going on. I know it is for me, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna watch tonight. Tonight is the last night, so this is when the gloves come off. This is when the the race really starts. Now that both conventions are over with, we will see both parties kind of take the gloves off. I don't know if Joe Biden knows how to take gloves off, but we'll see Kamala Harris probably come out more because, you know, Biden, by the way, I got, I got a little thing on Biden here in just a second. Uh, Biden, he doesn't know where he's at, right? He's, I mean, cognitively, we all see the decline of Biden. You do not see that on Trump. You just don't. The other day he came out and gave a speech at the convention uh, and it went on an hour and it, it looked like it was off the cuff, off script. So cannot wait to see his speech tonight. All right, real quick, Joe Biden. Uh, I got this on TikTok from a TikToker uh, and he put the video out and I'll put it, I'll try to see if I can link to it. I'm not sure I can, but basically the question was, was Joe Biden's speech for the finale videotaped or was it live? You know, we were led to believe it was live, but what this TikToker pointed out was if you look at the speech, he has a lapel pin on. And if you look at his hands, uh, I believe it would be his uh, right hand, he didn't have a watch on. Then you fast forward to where him and Kamala Harris are on the stage after Joe Biden's speech with the fireworks going on, you know, the finale. He doesn't have the lapel pin on and he has now a watch on. So the question is, was Biden's speech pre-recorded? You know what? My guess it was. How many takes did it take to get to Joe Biden's speech, to get it com to complete it like what we saw on day four of the DNC convention? If that's the case, if that speech was recorded, if that wasn't live, how is he going to perform in the debates? I, I don't I, I mean, honestly, I hope I hope I hope I pray. I pray the debates actually do happen. But I don't have a lot of faith that they will. I think the Democrats are going to do whatever they can to get out of the debates, even though they've already agreed to them. It'll hurt them. It is a dumb move. But I just got a feeling. I don't think Joe can handle a debate. Now, I've been I've said before, that is it all a game? Is Joe Biden, uh, 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 you know, play acting this cognitive decline? So when it comes to debates, he does amazingly because we all think he's going to fail spectacularly because he just passes. Because that's what the Democrats are saying now. All he has to do is just pass in the debate. He has to have a passable performance. And what we see right now, there's no way any of us think that he could even have a passable performance. But if he does, then he wins. So is this all just lowering expectations? I don't think it is. I think it really is this bad. But uh, it's going to be curious. And I thought that was very curious that this TikToker put that out. So could be some merit to it. I don't know. I'm not saying it was pre-recorded, but they're leading us to believe it was live. Now, we know Trump's speech on day four of the Republican convention, and I'm recording this the day of before it happens. We know Trump's will be live. And if you looked at Pence's speech last night, it was in the Rose Garden in front of hundreds of people. That's probably how we'll see Trump's speech in front of a live audience. And I'm sure the media had a field day with that saying no social distancing, no social distancing. And nobody was wearing masks, no social distancing. Anyway, kudos to Mike Pence. He is my candidate for 2024. I think he was just phenomenal last night. Very presidential, great speech. 
And um, I think we need some more. I think we will see more of Mike Pence once Trump wins re-election because I'm getting more and more confident every day that he will because the Democrats just can't seem to get any traction. And um, did you hear Richard Spencer uh, endorse Joe Biden? You're like, what? Huh? Who's Richard Spencer? Richard Spencer is a white supremacist. He is a white nationalist. But here's what's most ironic about this is um, the other day, Biden was talking about why he came, why he decided to run. It's because when he saw those people coming out of the fields with those torches, he said, that was the deciding moment for me. Well, those people coming out of the field with torches were led by none other than Richard Spencer. And by the way, they were tiki torches. It was ridiculous looking, just absolutely ridiculous looking. But Richard Spencer, the guy who came out of the illustrious field carrying torches that Biden told us about, has come out in support of Joe Biden. Here's a tweet Richard Spencer did. I plan to vote for Biden and a straight Democratic ticket. It's not based on accelerationism or anything like that. The liberals are clearly more competent people. Now, of course, the Biden camp has denounced Richard Spencer's endorsement. Andrew Bates, who uh, is, what do they call him? Uh, he's he's from Biden campaign. He I can't remember what they call it. I was looking for. But here's what Richard Andrew Bates, who is speaking for the Biden campaign. When Joe Biden says we are in a battle for the soul of our nation against the vile forces of hate who have come crawling out from under the rocks, you are the epitome of what he means. What you stand for is absolutely repugnant. Your support is 10,000% unwelcome here. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just delicious irony that Biden's going to say, when those guys came out of the field with those torches, well, the guy who is leading those people coming out of the field with torches just now endorsed Biden for president. And not only just Biden for president, straight ticket blue. <laughs> Now, I get it. You know, Richard Spencer may be doing this as a troll. I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, Richard Spencer is a, a gnat on, on a Thor's ass, whatever the hell that means. But anyway, Richard Spencer is nothing. I mean, the white supremacist movement in this nation has zero, zero power and zero credibility. They are so small, so insignificant. The only reason that they get any kind of traction is because the left and the media, which again, I repeat myself, use them to bash Republicans. That's it. That's all, all it is. So they are absolutely insignificant, but it is just deliciously ironic that he's coming out and <laughs> and endorsing Biden. Oh man. You remember, you probably remember, you probably have that visual, that picture of the guy in a white shirt with his, you know, looks like he's yelling and he's holding his tiki torch. Well, that's Richard Spencer. That, that was the visual, the picture that came out of that Charlottesville uh, um, rally in 2017 that uh, supposedly is what motivated uh, Biden to run, which is BS, by the way. That was a lie. But anyway, um, <clears throat> it doesn't look well for the Democrats. It actually looks bad. All of these riots, all of these protests, all of this looks bad for the Democrats. And they didn't even address the riots at their convention. Um 
the the RNC addressed law and order. They did address the riots. They they basically are saying you don't want this coming to your land or to your your uh, suburb. They got blasted by the left, saying that the right the 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 left is saying the right saying that the left's going to take away your suburbs or going to damage your suburbs. They tried to use racism to wedge people away from the Republicans, and the left are scared shitless right now. They just absolutely are. They're afraid. There's two things the left now are worried about. The one is I've been mentioning this is the black vote. They're they're definitely afraid that the black vote is going to go for Trump. Not all of it, just a, a smaller percent than goes for a, a small a, a little bit more of a percent going for them this go around the last time. Last time Trump got about eight percent. If if Trump gets fifteen percent of the black vote done for the Democrats. And we see that happening. So they've got that concern. And now their concern is the riots are starting to hurt them. And how do I know this? Where's the canary in the coal mine that gives you that kind of insight? Well, it comes from none other than Don Lemon. Listen to this. I think that uh, this, what you said, what's happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot. For Democrats, I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch and on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got coronavirus and you have Kenosha. Coronavirus and Kenosha. So the left has been using the coronavirus as a wedge. They've been using it to attack Trump. And now the race riots, because they are race riots, but, you know, the race riots led by white BLM people. But now the riots are turning into a liability for the left. You know, you listen to what he said. The polling is starting to show it. You know, this he, by the way, is having a, a his little one-on-one with Chris Cuomo. They do this, I guess, between their shows, where it was one show to end, one show to begin. But now we're starting to see this crack. We're starting to see it. So this is the this is Don Lemon, who thinks he's an intellectual giant, and he just simply is not, is trying to get the message to the Democrats. Now, the, will the Demo- will Biden listen? I don't see how he can. I don't think he will. I mean, the left are in such a bad position right now. And here's what I mean by that. They've got to worry about the black vote, more of it going to Trump. 
that that's their biggest fear but then they have to placate and they have to keep the far left base engaged you know the bernie bros if you will because the bernie bros are ready to bail on biden as it is in fact most of them some of them will anyway right that's what happened in 2016 in 2016 many of the bernie bros sat out the election some of them even voted for trump as a protest against what happened to bernie sanders so the bernie bros is a big problem for the left right now but those far left radicals those blm radicals and they are radicals and majority of those blm radicals by the way are white suburban kids they are afraid they're going to lose them because if they lose them, if they lose the Antifas of the world, if they lose that far left wing that are the ones responsible for all these protests and riots, they're going to lose the election. They need the far left radical base of the Democrat Party. They need them. They cannot disavow them in any way because they need them. They know how emotionally uh, unstable they are, and they know that if they turn them the wrong way, they'll just sit out the election. Heck, they're so spiteful, they may even vote for Trump in spite of being turned away by the Democratic Party. The Democrats need the far left. If they don't have the far left, they don't have enough votes. That's the issue right now with the Democrat Party. The Republican Party doesn't have this issue. I mean, the far right base, they, I mean, they're gonna vote and they're gonna vote for Trump. And the far right base isn't radical there, there's nothing on the far right that is radical like Antifa, that is radical like BLM. You're saying, E, no, no, there is the white nationalists, white supremacists. Well, they just came out and endorsed Biden. Takes that one away, doesn't it? This is the left. This is the Democrats' problem. Their far left radical base is an, are, are basically a bunch of emotional twits that turned one way wrong will abandon the Democrats. And then their other issue with losing the black vote, man, could this be the year? Could this be the year where we see the Democrat Party lose across the board? I tell you what I want to see. I want to see us get strength, gain strength in the Senate. And I'd like to see us win the House back. I'd love to see us win the House back. And of course, President Donald J. Trump get reelected because I believe, and I hope I'm right, and you know, I'm hesitant. And I use that wishy-washy word hope because the Republicans have had um, both houses of Congress before and did not utilize it to their, their strength, to, to their favor. I believe Trump will. Trump is just that kind of person. I mean, if you elect Trump, you're elected Donald J. Trump. You're electing what he is going to do. If you elect Biden, do you really know who you're electing? You're electing somebody else. You're electing a committee because we know Biden is not running it. Biden doesn't have the cognitive ability to run it. So you want to you want to elect a committee? Then go ahead and help get Joe Biden elected. But you want to let elect a leader, somebody that's actually going to work for America and make decisions for America? Then elect Donald J. Trump. Anyway. Um, I think this election is pivotal. And if we get both houses of Congress, I think you're going to see some serious change. Our country will come back economically. It already is starting to, but it's going to be just roaring back if we get both houses of Congress, because then we can really affect some change. And then plus, remember, never forget 
every election, every presidential election, one of the most important aspects of it is the Supreme Court. Because typically a president gets to at least appoint two Supreme Court justices. Well, we know there's possibly another one uh, around the corner because you know, there may be two, I hear, but uh, we know one. Ruth Gator Ruth Binsburg, I mean, she's very frail. I think she's hanging on right now just to see if Biden's going to get elected. And if Biden gets elected, then he's going to put another, ra- another radical or his committee is going to put another radical on the court. If Trump gets elected, he's going to put another justice, a conservative justice on the court. So this is what's at stake in this election. If the Democrats lose and they if they lose bigly, if we get both houses of Congress, keep the Senate, gain the House and then another Supreme Court pick, it changes the landscape for decades. That's what's at stake in this election. All right, I'm going to end this segment. And in the next segment, we'll get into just some news stories, uh, some other things that are going on in the news. But uh, I will see you on the other side.